0: Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association, a podcast about woodworking from folk who woodwork. Woodworking is what we do, who we are, and what we like to talk about. So join us as we have a drink, sit around, and talk woodworking.
1: Hi, and welcome to the 262nd episode of the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast. I'm Kyle Barton of K Barton Tools, and I'm here with my co-host, Sean Wisniewski of The Corner Workshop. Tonight, we're asking Amanda Russell the five questions. So, thanks for joining us, Amanda.
2: Thanks, guys. It's an honor being here.
1: Oh, oh, thank you. The honors all really? are. <laughs> <laughs> so, first up, um, how did you get into woodworking?
2: So, um, yeah, I mentioned in the last episode, my grandfather and my dad were both really into woodworking. Mm -hmm. So I definitely have to credit them for um, exposing me to that. My grandfather did um, restored antique clocks. He was kind of a jack of all trades, but uh, in El Paso, he was really Mm -hmm. into, um, yeah, not just the ornamental and, like, casework part of the cuckoo clock. He was, like, doing all the gears and replacing all that stuff. So it was very... uh, Very intricate work um, Mm -hmm. that he just did, like in a bedroom in his house. It was pretty impressive. Wow. Uh, My dad, through that, kind of picked that up and uh, was restoring antiques mostly, but also building furniture. Um, So, growing up, um, poor guy, he was a single dad for three girls. So, (laughs) he had a lot to deal with, but he also, yeah, was building furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was exposed to that pretty young and also just the idea of like being creative, um, was very instilled in all of us.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I think it started there, but it didn't really make sense to me till way later. <laughs> right, like I said right. before, I wish I had picked all of that up right then, but <laughs> when you're young, you don't realize, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, When
1: you said you were exposed when you were younger, was it like, let me introduce you to sandpaper?
3: Right.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think I started um, pretty young, like moving furniture, like an extra set of hands. You Uh know, it was like from the very beginning, (laughs) but it was also, look, this is how the stroll press works. And this is, and Mm. I don't know how much, I think it's still there. So I retained some of it more than I probably did thought Mm -hmm. i did as a kid but yeah it was very like okay yeah here's sandpaper here's like basics like would give me something to work on very small and it grew from there um but he yeah he instilled from a very young age like working with your hands is a tool like very important you know um and so i think it started there but like i said he was he was big on like create creativity so i was always like drawing or playing guitar and he would just fuel that Mm. type of thing i went to college for a couple years for creative writing and graphic design oh okay like a Hmm. major and minor it was Mm -hmm. very i didn't know what i was really doing but yeah i really loved writing and it just didn't click and then a few years later um I was bartending at the time <laughs> and I was like, I want to visit this woodworking thing again. So my dad was like, yeah, come to the shop. Like he had just a shop in his mm-hmm. garage. Um, and he started me on wood turning at the time. And, oh,
1: that can get addictive pretty quick. Oh, uh-huh.
2: like, super <laughs> quick. Um, and it was, it was very basic. Like I started, uh, since I was bartending, I wanted to make a muddler for like, you mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. whatever. So I just started turning muddlers for like people I was working with and it grew into, okay, I'm going to build, I'm going to try a coffee table or I'm going to try like a little piece of furniture. And then um, I just, there wasn't a big resource of woodworkers in El Paso. So I looked into going to ACC in Austin,
3: mm-hmm.
2: moved here four years ago. And yeah, started the program there, and it just really, it just really clicked for mm-hmm. me.
1: Yeah, I'm curious, what kind of uh, 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 wood, uh, I guess, uh, dealers or whatnot do you have there in El Paso? Dakota,
2: Dakota um, is okay. in El Paso, so that was that was, I think, the one, the only mm-hmm. one I used while I was there. Yeah. Hmm. Dakota.
1: So it must be a, a, a culture shock coming to Austin.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. In and you, so you worked for yeah.
1: bird doll, right?
2: I did work for yeah. bird doll. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I got out of, um, got my yeah. certification, I went there. I was like, I want to learn how, where wood comes from and how it's kiln dried. And, um, that was really huge. That was a mm-hmm. big learning experience. And yeah, I'm super grateful for the, for that opportunity as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, what has uh, been your favorite tool?
2: Oh, well, that's a hard one.
0: Uh, this, we- this week this, this week this
2: month? Um, <laughs> Table saw sled now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I have the uh, the Lee Nielsen, the sixty and a half, and a half the Rabbit block plane.
1: Oh
3: yeah,
2: that's I brilliant. use that all the time. I think I use that more often than any other tool. So, um at least hand tool, so I think yeah. that's that's my favorite. But also just having a Lee Nielsen tool um, makes mm-hmm. everything kind of seem. <laughs> right? I don't know if I'm spoiled, but well, teaching too. I, I, if you let somebody use that and they're like, I have a sharp plane that it just works really well. You can just mm. see that like light their eyes kind of light up and mm-hmm. that's yeah, I love that tool. I use that really often. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think that's what they say. And it is true that uh, that's one of the great things about taking woodworking classes is experiencing things like that. If you're alone in your shop, you may not actually know what a sharp, sharp plane feels like and oh, you yeah. go somewhere. And, yeah, it's just like, whoa, yes, this is how it should have performed. And hear, hear about that all the time. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I think you might've answered this, um, but, uh, yeah. the next question was who has influenced you the most. So aside from your grandfather and your dad, who, who would you uh, say has influenced you the most in your woodworking? Uh,
2: definitely Phil, uh, Philip Morley.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I mean, that's, I guess it's just working with him as often. And I mentioned this before as well. Um, just kind of seeing the process, um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I guess I'm pretty. I feel like I'm new at this. I've been doing it a while, but um, still learning so much and um, getting to sort of work under somebody that is willing to be so open about the thought process he's going through and um, design-wise. Like it's I, I, I have a hard time separating myself from that when I start drawing. I'm like am I drawing, am I like creating a Philip Morley piece or something that would look like, you know, <laughs> I have to kind of like, wait a minute. It, it's just, yeah, it just kind of worked out really perfectly for me. And, um, yeah, I mean, I met him when I was still in school at ACC. Um, and he's just been huge and not only the woodworking aspect, but the teaching, teaching woodworking aspect. So, yeah. um,
1: yeah. And he has such yeah. a great story of, uh, y'all hadn't heard, uh, Philip talk about, about how he got into woodworking, uh, go, go to some of, uh, their podcasts that they have. And, uh, he's, he talks about it in several of them and it's just, it's a fascinating story. Yeah. It's
2: but, really great. Yeah. Yeah. but he's, Yeah. He's like just a super, the amount of humility that guy has and just his approach to everything is, um, has just been super impressive to me. And like, um like I said I'm a sponge right now but like just trying to absorb information but he's just an open book as far as like techniques and even when it comes to like how do you do a quote on furniture because I've never you know I don't know how to do that he's just completely an open book has been mm-hmm. huge and huge in like moving me forward in this in this journey
1: Right hmm. right Yeah yeah, he, he he is great. He is great. So um, pretty cool. So
0: I uh, I take the uh, next one. What <laughs> what has been your biggest stumbling block? And now you've already mentioned time management, so maybe that or something possibly else.
2: That um, I think, and this might tie in to another question, but um, designing I think is tough as a person who is exposed to like, I love Instagram, but (laughs) at the same (laughs) time, it's hard to separate if you're just over processed on information and, and visual, like
3: Mm -hmm.
2: visually what design is. I feel for me, it's always hard to just go, okay. And that ties into time management, but okay. I need to separate myself from that and sort of dedicate this time to just um, draw and get my own ideas out there. Mm-hmm. I always feel like I'm going back and I'm like, did I see that somewhere, or am I coming up with this organically? I know nothing's completely organic, but um, that's a huge thing for me. is is going back and just kind of letting that design process happen, or letting that creative flow kind of go without restricting or checking myself. I just kind of need to. <laughs> Let that be organic and go move forward without um, limiting that too soon.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean that's such a creative thing. I mean it and everyone everyone has their own way of going through it. I'm I'm terrible at designing <laughs> <laughs> uh, original ideas. I mean, mm-hmm. give me give me guidance and I'm fine. But like just completely off the cuff. Yeah. i have nothing good's nothing good's coming at that.
3: Well,
1: in our our last podcast, and I would recommend this, I mentioned uh, that uh, article by Chris Schwartz on the blog, on his Lost Art Press blog, uh, Furniture in the Water. He goes into a lot of those details about designing and um, how one artist will influence another. And, you know, can you really say something's unique anymore? You know, because everybody builds upon everybody else. So Mm
3: -hmm. it's... Mm -hmm.
1: It's a good article. I recommend it. Uh, that's why I said it's one of the, one of the best written blog posts he's hadn't had uh, in, uh, in a while. And he writes, writes fantastically, but just uh, all the stuff I didn't know about, it, I think is what really intrigued me, but I'd recommend that too. Cause it's definitely about design as well as um, other topics, but yeah, it's pretty cool.
3: Awesome. So, yeah. uh,
1: so, so, Last question. So how has the Internet influenced your work? You mentioned uh, a while ago about Instagram.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's um, it's a great resource. Like,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I don't I don't know. I grew up with the Internet, which is, <laughs> it's hard to say.
3: Oh, you're exactly one of those what, people. Yeah. Okay. You I didn't have to, have to fight that, through
1: <laughs> Yeah, you didn't have to fight through the days of dial up modems or the days <laughs> before
2: no, we didn't even really know good. what
1: a modem was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I I mean I do vaguely remember that, but <laughs> it is <laughs> I do um I mean I think the internet is a great resource for obviously for mm. I mean, I pull up Instagram and it's just picture after picture of, um, woodworking, you know, I've kind of, you can curate that how you, how you like, you know, um, it's been huge. I wish, and, and also a a good resource for the business aspect of it. Um, which I'm just not, I have no idea. I I do an Etsy and I'm still kind of playing a guessing game at (laughs) how that works. But, um, I, yeah, I think Instagram is such a great platform right now for mm-hmm. anybody starting out. Um, I mean, the woodworking community here is so awesome. Like, it's just a wealth of information and people are so open about it. Um, I can talk to almost anybody here and they're willing to just, you know, there's no, like, withholding knowledge about anything that... Right. I feel, I feel like the Woodworking community on Instagram is sort of the same way where,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
2: you can just kind of throw out, oh, this is how I do this. And there's not, you know, you don't have to feel, I mean, today I just made a post about, oh, I messed this up, but you can fix it. And um, I feel like a lot of people are that way. It's just, it's, yeah, it's just a wealth of information. And I think that's helped me grow in a huge way. And. I mean, like you're doing your Etsy for the Windsor chair. It's things like that, that make a huge difference. And you just put that out there and somebody can hugely benefit from that. It's a great resource.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, But yeah, I know what you mean about Instagram. Uh, Usually if you uh, post something where you made a mistake or something, that usually gets the most likes and comments.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does really.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, cuz everyone can relate to it. It's just like, yes, yes. It's, I'm I'm not perfect. <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah. So, yeah, but uh no, Instagram is great. And the community in general I've found uh, all woodworkers um wherever I go to are some of the nicest people um, and always willing to, to help. And, uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. I think it's kind of the mindset you have to have for the most part, um, when you get into a hobby like woodworking, cause you know, it is, it is kind of a solo pursuit, but yet when you get together, you, you know, you want to share uh, what you're doing and you want to learn from other folks. And, um, yeah, so I think it's kind of baked in. So with that, Amanda, um, before we close out this show, um, why don't you let people know where they can find you? Maybe on Instagram.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, sawdust woman on Instagram.
1: There you go. And Sean, what about you? I'm at SeanW78 on Instagram. How about you, Kyle? And you can find me at Barton.Kyle on Instagram. That just about wraps it up for the show. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play Music. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. Then you'll never miss any of our exciting episodes. And uh, while you're there, leave us a review. And thank you, as
0: always, for listening to our five-question episode. If you like the show, be sure to visit ModernWoodworkersAssociation.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter at mwsco mwa underscore national or on instagram at mwa underscore podcast or you can find us on facebook the best thing you can do is is tell a friend about us come come along listen to us spread the word that's the best way of getting it around